From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Tech CEOs, tech bros, are accused of having blood on their hands, according to several senators. Mark Zuckerberg was there. The lady from Twitter was there. Evan Spiegel was there. Uh, everybody, uh, Show uh, Chu was there from TikTok. Okay. Got a lot of embarrassing cringe to go over with your taxpayer dollars at use. Am I right or am I right? And there's also a new cell phone. Uh, there's a bill that would basically ban cell phones in Washington schools. Spike O'Neill has a, a, a deep disdain for anybody who tries to take away his cellular telephone because he is codependent on it. Spike, I was thinking about this. I was just... Uh, Everyone's talking about how Mike McDonald is going to be the next Seahawks head coach, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I was thinking to myself, could I make it sound as if I'm invested in this? Like, could I could I make it using football jargon that I've picked up over the course of my life? Okay. Could you and I engage in a conversation where it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, even though I know nothing about football? I thought this might be a fun exercise for us to do. Sure. Andrew, do you have any football music for us? Yeah. Okay. So, Spike, ask me a question about football. So do you think that the Seahawks' inability to close out games from a defensive perspective, right, to keep to keep an opposing team from coming down for the tying or game-winning drive, is a new football defensive-minded coach going to make the difference for us? Absolutely, 100%. Like, when you've got a team, when you've got a line of guys like that, mm-hmm. you want to see them activated. You want to see them focused. Mm. You want to see them driven. And when you have a guy who's got that background and he comes in and he comes from that pedigree, where he's from, because we all know where he's from. We all know. We right, all know, right, we all know right? who he was working with over at those other. We're not going to mention him by he's name. Like the third Harbaugh. We, but we right? all know, of right, course. Right. Yeah, all right. So we all know that this guy's going to really make a difference when those when those guys are on the field and they're moving up and down, mm-hmm. back and forth. That's going to be the guy. They're going to be looking at him. Amazing. So, do you think the fan base is going to welcome this younger, fresher perspective? When, oh, when, when, yeah. when you're sending away the most accomplished and senior coach in the NFL, and Pete Carroll, <laughs> now you got a third, now you got a junior up there. You got you know, Opie Cunningham on the sidelines, right. thirty six well, years old. There's going to be some people. This is uh, I've been doing this for thirty years. When you get a new coach in, some people are going to be with the old guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, going to be yeah. saying that old guy. Yeah. It's almost like when Gene Simmons left Kiss. They're going to say, I'm not going to go see Kiss unless Gene right. Simmons is I can't, there. Right? I can't. Nobody else in demon makeup. But sure. then the new people that this guy brings in, mm. they're going to be all for it. Yeah. And so there's going to be a split. But then eventually over time, those old people are going to come around and they're going to say, I liked Sammy Hagar when he was in Van Halen. <laughs> right? Yes. And so you're winning me over. You got it. But for him, for that guy, what's his name? McDonald? Yeah. He's going to have to ignore all those haters there for you the go. first there you go. For the first season. Block out the noise you're block saying? Block it out. Okay. But then when he starts a cooking, that's when those old timers are going to start coming right. around. Winning right? is everything. Exactly. It's, man, you got this. Is that good or what? Seriously. Is that good or what? If Salk ever needs a day off over at the sports station. Somebody get Salk on the phone. Yeah, you're, I need, you're I'll go-to. text him right now. I'll do fill in work for him all day long. <laughs> I can. Yeah, that's crazy. Seattle Sports is already on the line, Jack. Look, they so want you. I'm Who was t- that? What Spike <laughs> said? Who was that hot take, fresh faced firebringer? Listen, I'll, I'll text Stacy and Bumpus and let them know I'm available. <laughs> I'm open, man. You want me to talk about sports? I'm proud of you, man. That was great. Thank you so much. So, (laughs) speaking of people BSing their way through something that they don't care about, a bunch of tech CEOs have blood on their hands, according to several senators out there. Uh, You had Mark Zuckerberg was out there. All these tech bros were out there, and they were all talking about uh, the effect that media has on 
on children yeah. and how we need to do something about this. This is the 300th time we've done this since the invention of the Internet. And what generally happens is that both sides use this as a way to gin up support for whatever their cause is. We have a couple of cuts here. One was particularly, it's been making the rounds. It was Mark Zuckerberg. We have this cut, right, Laura? Zuckerberg, you got Josh Howley. And who, he, was, who brought it today. Who brought it today, by the way. And I, he, I'm not a fan of the man's policies for the most part. Sure. But when you're right, you're right, you're right. He was well, right today. I'll, do, I'll, I'll give everybody a brief aside really quick. And so this is how we find common ground as Americans, because there is a way for us to do so. Senator Howley, who is an election denier and a fascist, he came out with a very interesting bill which would prevent people who are in economic hardship or whatever it is from from getting high interest credit cards, right? So these companies that do 25% interest on these right. emergency credit cards, he said that they would be mandated to lower the interest rate down to I think it was 10 to 15% for lower income consumers. For lower income consumers. That's great. And he tried to get that through, and his argument was airtight, saying that these are predatory lenders who mm -hmm. understand that these people get in debt cycles, and they have data to back this up. And he gave, he gave this great speech, impassioned, about how this was a predatory vestige of capitalism that he did not approve of. He was ex excoriated by the GOP for even deigning to put that forth. But I think that's what we have to do is recognize when somebody has a concept or an idea or a bill – that is bipartisan, that affects all Americans, that will have a real effect on people's lives. We should support that regardless if they're a fascist who runs away from J6ers <laughs> like he's a scared little boy. I would right? say because there's an R behind his name, but I think you put a better point on it. Right. Yeah. So uh, this is Senator Howley going after Zuckerberg. Here's what that sounded like. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? I, I, I'm sorry for everything that you have all gone through. It's terrible. No one should have to go through the things that your families have, have suffered. And this is why we invest so much and are going to continue doing industry-leading efforts. To, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Well, that's a sweet response from Zuckerberg. I didn't know that you just had to shout the same thing at him three times in order to get him to that's do the, the howl thing. You've been howled at, howl at that point in yeah. time. Like, I feel like if I went to Zuckerberg, give me a million dollars. Do you want to give me a million dollars? Because I would appreciate a million dollars. I don't know if I have. Give me a million dollars. Give right. me that cash <laughs> and I will do this. And he's thing. like, OK, I guess he cuts me a <laughs> he cuts check. You check. Right the day started with Zuckerberg trying to trying to put forth that there was no evidence that social media use was harmful. Ooh. I mean, and, and that I think that's what lit Holly's fuse. Yeah. I mean, because the stats they wheeled out today, six percent of all Instagram users um, under 18 have contemplated suicide. Yeah. 37% of, of young female social media users aged 13 to 15 have received unwanted nudity on a weekly basis. Right. In one, I mean, the, the, the stats are undeniable. That, and, and the way the algorithms target you know, body shaming materials, body dysmorphic images to young people, it's, mm. it's undeniable the harm that's being done to a generation of kids. Yeah, it's a really bad influence on children. It's a really bad influence on the developing mind. I think that everybody understands this. And also, you know, Zuckerberg or any of these other individuals, I think they also know this data. 
and to say that it doesn't affect children is a bold-faced lie because children are, one, very impressionable, but two, they're incredibly sensitive little beings. And when you show them horrific images of whatever it might be, they will tend to spiral into a pit of depression and despair, which is why the Bible is filled with such happy stories, right? (laughs) Like well, with Isaac. <laughs> Remember what Isaac did? Remember? Uh-uh. Okay, well, we don't need to go. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, it's I'm not, not safe for radio, but it's good for children to learn these things. <laughs> what about Lot? Remember when the angels came down to visit Lot? Should we that, ta- whose wife turned into a pillar of salt Yeah, wait, we something? can't talk about that one either. either. Yeah, it's Jeez, not good for kind the kids. Of, kind of rough. Uh, no, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, not just, it's not just the horrific images kids see. It's the perfect worlds that kids are shown on social media. Yeah, the utopic you know, world. Yeah, that, that make their own lives look so horrible and so miserable. How come my family's not happy like that? How come I don't look that skinny? How come I don't have that wardrobe? I don't. How come I don't have those things? Well, let's break it down even further. I do want to get to this one clip, though, before we get to that, which is, again, we're talking about the, the hearing that was held today. It was, the, uh, it was called the Big Tech and the Online Child Sexual Exploitation Crisis. So uh, the CEO of TikTok is a gentleman. His name is So Chu. And he was being grilled by a certain representative who probably should have looked at a map and then looked at where Singapore is and then understood maybe the geographic history of that region and its relationship to China. Maybe he could have maybe done that. Did a little homework. Did a little, like just a little sliver of homework before he decided to go ahead and grill this poor man. But here's what that sounded like earlier. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore is. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I serve my nation in Singapore. No, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two two and a half years in Singapore. Do you have any other other passports from any other nation? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's correct. Have you ever applied for American citizenship? No, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. He's like, he's like, dog, read a book, please. Which Tom mind? Cotton Swab. That's, that's Tom, Tom Cotton, Cotton yeah, right there. Cotton I just oh. want to be like, my friend, listen, we can be critical of TikTok and the technology. Seriously, there's not like, enough on the table for you to be mad about? You've right. got to you, paint him as a member of the Communist Chinese Party? Right. Like, we can say <sighs> that the developers who worked for TikTok developed a program which was basically a massive data scraping campaign. You can say that. But whether or not Sho Chu is a member of the CCP, being that he's from, you know, Singapore. Singapore. You're from over there, <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. That's like um. saying, like, hey... So uh, you're 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 Manilin. Are you a member of the CCP? It's basically the same yeah. thing. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. You look to me right. like somebody who could be a member of the Chinese so, Communist Party. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I hear tell your family's from Samoa. Are you affiliated with the CCP? I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's actually pretty embarrassing. Uh, no, in so many Senator. Ways. Like I said, I'm I'm Singaporean. So the reason that so many kids are turning to social media now, I think, and because I was thinking about this story this morning, because Spike, as you know, I suffer from horrible insomnia, and so I just toss and turn, and then I get up at four thirty, and I say, "Well, I guess I just won't sleep tonight," and then I start thinking about things. And uh, this morning, I was thinking about uh, while I was sipping my chai tea. I was thinking to myself, how much time do kids, in relation to this story, I was thinking, how much time do kids actually spend with their parents? Let's say mom's got a job, dad's got a job. Okay. Let's say they're working nine to five. Kids, kid gets out of school at three, maybe, pray to God, 
she has a, an after school program that she goes to, right? Yeah, yeah. So that means that mom picks her up from, or maybe she walks home. And by that time, by mom, by the time mom and dad get home, what time is it? 5.15, 5.30, yeah, yeah. right? And then mom's got to make dinner or dad's got to do something, right? And then we have to make sure that she does her homework, which takes on average, according to all the awful people that I know, about two hours. For homework time, okay. Because you got to have an hour of homework for every however many hours you're in school, right? Yeah. So by that time, and then you got to have dinner. So by that time, it's what, 8, 8.30? Yeah, probably, and then if bedtime is 9.30 or 10, how much time, quality time, are you actually, quality time, you and your kid, no homework, no TV, no dinner, no nothing. It's just you talking to your child. How much time do you actually have? 45 minutes? If you're lucky. If you're lucky. If, if you're lucky. If you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. So people wonder why, why, why are this, a, a, why is there an uptick in teen suicides? Why is there an uptick in, in teen neuroses, anorexia, bulimia, cutting, whatever it is? This is all, I don't get to talk to mom and dad enough. Very little to do with social media. This is the system that we have provided to children, and they are suffering as a result of it with severe neuroses and why they have parasocial attachments to social media or their phones or whatever it might be. Because mom and dad aren't around. It's well, that simple. That, that's that's very true. Kids are spending 45 minutes, if they're lucky, with mom and dad five hours on their phone a day. Exactly. Exactly, dude. I mean, think about it. The, 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 the amount of time that people should be spending with their kids, ideally five, six hours, it should be comparable to the amount of time that they spend on social media because you're the person who has the most unconditional love, support for that little entity, and you're the one who pumps all the good vibes and good moral values into that child by reminding them that if they vote D, they're a terrible person. They, we're only voting for Donald Trump in this house. Otherwise, you're, otherwise you're gone. We're all Republic. No, but what I'm saying is you're the one who says or who helps them navigate the world because one, children are inherently very curious, but children are also inherently very philosophic, meaning that they're trying to figure out what does justice mean? Mm. They are the proverbial Glaucon, and you are Socrates, and you are discussing what is justice. And then you can waste an entire semester of your life reading the Republic <laughs> for that reference, just so everybody knows. Glaucon, by the way, in Greek means bright eyes. Isn't that a fun little side that. note That's about sweet. the Republic, Plato? But you are that to that child, yeah. and when, the, when, they, when their Socrates becomes whoever on TikTok or whoever on Snapchat, yeah. you are missing out from the opportunity to bond with your child, which is why they then bond to the fiction that pump is pumped through to them on their non-black screen. Not, right? not to mention the amount of predators that are lurking on social media. Right. Which there is good news, though, because cell phones would be banned in Washington schools under a new bill. This was written by our very good friend Frank Sumrall, also helper of people who need in desperate help of Moving? How do I conjugate this? Oh, mover of friends. Mover of friends. Yeah, He's a good all. human being. Of knowledge, is what mover I'm of friends. Yeah. So the idea is that uh, children, basically, on school hours during school time, they you can have your phone on you, but you cannot take it out. You cannot have it during. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. it can be in your bag, but it's got to be off. You can't actually take it out during class or during lunch break or recess or whatever it might right, be. Right, right. That's kind of been the policy for most of the school experiences my kids have had. I was far too, I was I went to school eons ago. We had the, we were on the backs of shovels with pieces of coal. That's all I went to school. <laughs> um, but I think both, well, my, my older kid really didn't have the social media influence my younger did, but my younger kid, they had a policy. You couldn't have your phone out in school. I think it's been a policy, but now they're trying to make it a state law. They're trying to say that this, this is beyond school policy. I think it's for the betterment yeah. of kids, it's got to be state law. And I love the fact that kids are allowed to have phones. 
You know, kids are allowed to check phones during times between classes, during their lunch periods, mm-hmm. you know, during study halls, whatever it may be. But when they're in class, phones away, phones off. I think it's, it's based. Well, so there was a study that was done. It was done in um, the London School of Economics. And the study claimed that the mere presence of a smartphone by a neighboring student can lower the test scores of a non-phone student by approximately 16%. Seriously. And you can actually go look at that study over at My Northwest if you so choose. But I think that the, you know, like when I was a kid, we had like a computer lab where we would go okay. and, and that's, yeah. there were several all across the campus. But if you wanted to show your friend like, hey, here's the new Me First in the Gimme Gimme CD, we'd have to go over to the computer lab, sit down, wait for Google to click on, type in Me First in the Gimme Gimme's, siphon through a bunch of nonsense and then finally get to the thing. And then it's like, oh, wow, I'm going to go down to Tower Records and buy that. Now it's like, and that was a whole kind of bonding process, cracking jokes, took 15 minutes. Now kids are becoming much more isolated. I I think in part too, because they see mom and dad when they get home from a hard day's work of being yelled at by their boss, they're scrolling through their phone and they're not paying attention because mom and dad want to participate in this fiction that we've created for ourselves. I've often told myself, if I'm ever fortunate to have children, I will have a Faraday cage the little box at the front of my home where when I walk in, I will put my phone in that, fa- you know what a Faraday cage is? I don't. Prevents the signal from getting to the phone. Oh, like a lead box Like block. a lead box, okay. basically. Okay. And I will put it in there and I will not, I don't want no beeping, no booping, no ding, 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 because for the first five years of my child's life, they need my full undivided attention. And I would imagine that their emotional well-being is a little bit more important than what people are saying about me on Reddit. Do you know bing, what I mean? Bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> That's what my phone does. God, let's get you married quick. I know. You, this is the kind of parenting we're sorely lacking as a culture. Yeah, and also teaching my kids how to do yoga. For all those ladies out there, flexible guy right here. Single ladies. Working myself into a full split. So you know what Bro, kind of... Bing, <laughs> Pardon me, that's my phone going off. I gotta go. <laughs> Got to oh get out God. of this. What a great phone ring! Right, you know how many people can do a can do a, a an elevated L sit while they're sitting down? Not a lot of people can do that, but I can do hey, it. All this digital content we're putting on our YouTube channel can we can we put your yoga some yoga workout from you on there for well, the ladies? I'm going to try to teach. You keep telling the females right. in our audience no. what you're capable of. The idea of. is is I'm going to try to get Sullivan in, and he and I are going to do, do yoga. Sully. Yeah, because he's got bad knees. Oh, wow. So the idea is that I'm going to get him in, but my worry is that if I if I start doing yoga with Sullivan, he's going to end up um, like hurt. He hurts. <laughs> Sorry, he's going to end up. He's going to come out of it looking like the knight from Monty Python with no arms. <laughs> yeah, hey, that was, that was fun. That was fun, Jack. We'll call right. then. When we get back, there is an outbreak of deadly fungus in the state of, and also people are calling for and a representative to be deported because of some comments that she made. And again, I am filled with nothing but bad arguments when I see people making this argument against a representative who said some pretty distasteful things. But at the same time, there's a reason why we live in a democracy. So we'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. All right. So there's an outbreak of a deadly fungus in the state but it's not it's kind of like when you look at it when they say outbreak it's like a handful of cases it's not really an out like when i think outbreak i think kevin spacey i think monkey i think dustin hoffman <laughs> yeah, i remember the movie Do you know yeah. what i mean i'm thinking well, i think it's going to worry about me and my family when i think outbreak right when right? i think when i look at this though it is most commonly found in acute treatment centers 
for people who are already very sick or they don't know that they have it so that they okay. go to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it starts with one person and then a week later somebody else comes in and then in total it's like less than 10 and it's an oh, oh, this is what I heard when the pandemic started. Thanks, Laura, for ruining my point, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Appreciate you just completely ruining my airtight argument with your sound, sound, yeah. concise <laughs> reference. <laughs> that is a very good point. Sorry, I'll turn my mic off. I've no, got this no, beautiful okay. balloon, and there you are with a pin. Oh, okay, exactly. blame the producer. So <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to do. So I'm not too worried about it. I did find a cure for my toenail fungus, though, that is uh, not the expensive medication. That is, you know, it's everyone's got foot fungus, right? Your well, not everyone, but a lot of people do. Laura is now turning beet red because this is, uh, Laura's got a, a foot yeah, foot phobia. I hate feet so much. Laura does not when like Jack feet. Jack was like, oh, this will be a great opportunity to talk about my right. foot fungus. I asked if I had permission to leave the studio. Andrew, get that drop. Of Laura, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, uh, the, what I figured out how to do because, like, the, when you have toenail fungus, it's unsightly. Sure, it's gross. It's uncomfortable. It flakes off. It breaks. Right. It's, oh, really, it's horrific. It's the, horrific. Yeah, it's really untreated. It's horrific. So the last time I brought this up in the text line, somebody said, "Jack, you need to try a product called Better Nail. It's very cheap. You can mm-hmm. get it on Amazon. It comes mm-hmm. in a little vial. You take it out and you put it on your toesies. Okay. So I went and I got that, and then. Uh, I started uh, thinking about, well, I got to get it into the nail. Do you know what I mean? I got to get it on because right now it's just sitting on fungus and it's oh, super gross. Okay. So I, I'm thinking about what am I supposed to do here? I'm going on Amazon. I'm thinking there's got to be some kind of nail file or something that I can do to use this. They sell. I did not know this because I'm a heterosexual man. I did not know that they sell like pedicure kits that women can buy that are these handheld. Basically, it's like a drill. That you hold it and you get, okay, and you yeah. just kind of. Why, why are you getting all weirded out about this, Spike? I'm just I'm, I'm trying to visually image what you're doing to your nails with a with a small drill. Yeah, no, it's like a you no, know, but it's like it's what people it's what old ladies go to do on their hands, sure. right? It's a, so, a mani pedi. Yeah. It's a mani pedi, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah, I, do it, I do it. I do it to myself okay. on, on my toes with the. the okay, it doesn't hurt at all. There's no discomfort whatsoever. Okay, and then I apply. Do that like every like three or four days. And then I apply the the better nail every day. Okay, it, my nails look amazing. Great, right now. I could be a foot model right now. Is how good they look. So thank you to Forever recommended that I use Better Nail because you're literally saving me tens of thousands of dollars in medication. Because otherwise, you got to take the over the or the, the prescribed lip medication. My doctor told me there is really nothing. He recommended socks. Okay, he's wrong. Right, well, yeah. right. What, he retired. Does he way. also recommend that you boil horse liver to get rid of rickets? Can what, you? What, Can you do that? <laughs> no, I don't know. You have any? What is he talking about? Well, no. Was, you know, toe fungus. Like you said, a lot of people have it in their nails. And yeah, I said to the doctor, "What's he?" He's like, "There really is not. A, there's nothing I can prescribe for you." I'm doing something it about it right now. It's amazing. I'm getting yeah. rid of. You just got to do a little, and then you put on a little bit of the better nail twice okay. a day and then you're walking on sunshine with fresh toesies speaking of <laughs> bad arguments by the way can ilhan omar be deported this is a story that is now breaking because ilhan omar uh, i think it was earlier in the week she said some uh, some mark some remarks to uh, uh some of her somali american constituents are you familiar with what she's saying? Uh, um, familiar with the quote? No. She's ahead. talking about Somali territory needed to expand down into Ethiopia, which is a, a, a if you don't know the geopolitical conflict between those two groups of people, it is unbelievably violent and it is unbelievably it is one of the forgotten kind of 
genocides that erupted sometime about 30, 40 years ago between these two warring groups. And so when she says this, many people are saying that this is somehow her pledging her allegiance to her Somali heritage. She's also has a, is on a lot of hot water because her husband is also her brother. So the, the belief is that she married her brother so that he would be able to get uh, citizenship into the United States. Now, I'm not saying that they participate in any kind of ungodly activity. I'm just saying that she was attempting to commit fraud. Okay. Is the allegation okay. That's, that's being, the allegation made. Is being made against Who's her. Who's saying she should be deported? Oh, let me, oh I can see here. Everybody. Yeah. Well, everybody. Right. Really, everybody? Because it seems to me that's just kind of the... the it's, it's DeSantis. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. I don't want to paint everybody with that brush. It's Muppet that people. Toenail, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that toenail brush. <laughs> So the problem with this is a couple couple of things, right? So deportation on for political views is a crime. It, this has been established by the Supreme Court. It is a violation of the First Amendment that when you are a naturalized citizen, you are entitled to all of the protections that our fine constitution grants us. And then when you're a fascist and you come in and you say, you say things that I don't like, therefore you should leave, right. is uh, as probably as un-American as it can get to Governor DeSantis and the fine representative from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't agree with her comments. I think that it is a real shame that Ilhan Omar has such vitriol towards so many groups of people. At the same time, she represents her constituency. She has been voted in. And to try to deny somebody that simply because of some things that she said, which were, in fact, not incitement and not illegal, is maybe one of the most un-American things I've ever heard. Yeah. You know what I hate to admit here? Uh, you're right. Uh, and Marjorie. Here comes Spike. No, no, no. How take. do you know? Maybe you'll agree a thousand percent with us. Do we have that drop? We got that. No, drop. you had it produced. Yeah, I had it produced oh, because I'm, I'm getting the feeling that there's going to get be a, stuff done. Here comes Spike with a bad take. <laughs> Spike's gonna have a bad take. Everybody loves a bad take, and here comes Spike's. Great. After you, Mister O'Neill, please. Um, that Elon Omar speaks for and to her constituency of uh, in citizens of Minnesota who are Somali by nature, right? Yes, indeed. we don't like what she has to say about the Somali um, Ethiopian border, mm-hmm. but her constituency, a lot of them feel the same way she does. Yeah, so I'll say on the same token that Marjorie Taylor Greene said a lot of things I find completely repulsive, mm-hmm. but to her constituents in the Georgia Third, mm-hmm. they feel the same way she does. And she's truly representative of her constituency, as is Elon Omar. They are both are. While I might find some of their statements repulsive or or, just in, or bad takes, okay, they represent who they were elected to represent, this and, is they're, a very and they're good re- take. and they're representing them. I, I don't I don't have to like it. This is a good take. You know, that's the thing about being a, right a representative there. democracy. If if the Maroons of the Georgia Third want to put that in Congress, right. that's well, their power to do so. I was if I could speak to Governor DeSantis, I would say. Governor DeSantis, meatball. Did you know that there are people currently who represent their district in the United States who think that we should have child brides? They think that girls that as young as 13 should be able to get married. That's gross. Uh, do you think that they should have to leave the United States? I find that kind of rhetoric to be much more disturbing that there are representatives in this fine country that believe that little girls should be able to get Repulsive. married to full grown yeah, men. Yeah. Uh, I find that to be really questionable. I, I noticed that you haven't said anything about that, sir. Nope, are nope, you in nope, favor nope, of little girls marrying full-grown men? Because if you are, I'd really desperately like were, to know. Are they members of the squad? Because <laughs> if they're members of the squad, I want to have them deported. Right, exactly. So, all right, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. Ah, uh, yes, Iberian police have intercepted a vehicle with $1.5 million worth of drugs from California Way and also fentanyl. State of emergency has been declared in downtown Portland. Made me think about... 
some American folklore that I don't think we've discussed in a very long time, and how one group of people we look back on with great admiration, and now not so much. There's a headline behind the headline when we get back right after this. Hey, are you a fan of YouTube videos where people talk about politics or culture? Have I got a YouTube channel for you where you can actually see Spike O'Neill in all of his glory and my perfectly proportioned face and excellent genetics on our YouTube channel, The Jack and Spike Show, which if you just type in Jack and Spike, you're going to go to the Cairo YouTube channel. It's not really the place you want to go for content for exclusively has to do with us, right? right if you just right. want content from Spike and I, you go to the Jack and Spike show, which is where we do exclusive digital content there that we don't do anywhere else. And on top of that, we take a segment from the show that we really like. So if you don't watch the whole show, you can find it on podcast or you can find our favorite segment that we put up there. So you can actually nice. see the joke in real time. What is the word that people can text? Soup. Soup is the word. Still work. S O U P. That comes from a joke in which Laura was insistent that we all go to the Fremont Supocalypse, and she burst into tears when I said no live on the air. So I cry every day on this show. Soup (laughs) is the keyword that you text to eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six if you want the link, or you can just type in the Jack and Spike Show on YouTube, and it'll take you right there. There hath been a vehicle that was pulled over in Burien. This guy had $1.5 million worth of drugs in the back. Thank you, Burian PD. Excellent job. Whoever did that. Uh, t- did you see a picture on the, on the Minor West story? A lot of drugs. Or as I like to call it, Andrew, a Tuesday. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> a Tuesday. Joke never gets old. Am I right or am I right? That's beautiful. A Tuesday. Because I used to do lots of drugs. A uh, Tuesday. Thank you for that, everyone. Appreciate that. Um, I was talking about the uh, the canine officer in the photo. Did you see this, Quinn? The canine oh, officer. super cute. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, they yeah. pull this car over, and here comes the the drug sniffing canine. Right. But this was my thought. Is that you know I'm a fan of of cinema, and I I'm a fan of uh, uh, taking in movies, and mm-hmm. I, I, a large swath of film that's you know been produced in the United States over the last hundred years. There have been movies that have been made about a particular kind of criminality that people really enjoy. There's a folklore aspect to it when we reflect back on Amer- American independence, criminals, American independence, the right to subvert federal law, national law, yeah, right? Yeah. Those people were called moonshiners. Oh, okay. And those people were called uh, booze runners or sure. cotton shoes. I don't know. What did they call those people? Banana oh. men? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Runners. Moonshiners. Right, moonshiners. Yeah. And everybody looks back at that dark period of time in United States history when the teetotalers took over and we weren't allowed to drink booze anymore. Right, prohibition. Without right. a doctor's note. Right. Which, uh, uh, moonshiners are portrayed to be hardworking Americans trying to make heroes. a buck. Heroes. Heroes yeah. to the Republic. And isn't, isn't the entire NASCAR... Empire, indeed, built on the admiration and worship of the moonshiners, indeed. right? Indeed, because yeah. we view we view it as Americans as as that they were fighting against government tyranny, right? And right. so that my question was, I think it's great that Burian PD caught. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this guy is some kind of folkloric hero, but is it possible that in fifty or a hundred years, whatever it is, people make movies or films about? drug runners back in the day that are very flattering Ooh. towards people who are attempting to run drugs because the narrative will shift that these people were actually hardworking Americans destitute 
looking for some way to make a couple bucks. Feeding their families. Just like the movie The Mule, right, oh, with Clint yeah, Eastwood. that's right. Where we actually, in, in this very weird way, celebrate criminality. Because it, it's a kind of a one-to-one comparison to me, and I find it really interesting. If you look at the, the rates that alcohol kills Americans, it's staggering. Mm-hmm. If you look at the rates that drugs kill Americans, it's staggering. But mm-hmm. with alcohol, we go, man, those moonshiners can't get enough. Remember the, remember all the, the get, Al Capone? Remember those guys sure, running booze? Sure, you bet. You bet. The Michael Mann made a whole movie out of it, Public well, yeah, Enemy. All the all the swells have their own little speakeasies and private clubs, Oh, right? yeah. Uh, bathtub gin, right? Bet, Doing that whole night. We, we in many might romantic romanticize what was otherwise a very violent and incredibly dark period in American history, Bonnie and Clyde, whatever it might be. Yeah. Do, do you think that in 50 years, in your projected window, that we will have um, evolved away from these these, dr- these antiquated drug policies we have where so much is, yeah. is vilified and we'll open our society and open our minds? To I, think, a- I think in the near future, you're going to be able to walk into a Walgreens and you're going to be able to buy whatever you want right off the wall. That's wow. my uh, head-looking prediction because it's already kind of happening if you think about it. Yeah. It's just happening piecemeal in terms of what people can actually get, right? Yeah, yeah because the moonshiners were very violent. They had to be well, a lot, of, the, a lot of times. Here's the thing. You go to other countries, there are drugs that are available there mm-hmm. that are over the counter, mm-hmm. right, that are, are on the wall that you would never, you would not believe. Like, did you know in Russia that you can go into a Safeway or whatever, the equivalent there, and you can say, my back hurts, and there is a wall that has coding tablets. Coding tablets. Here, you need a doctor's thing. You got to put your thumbprint on the, yeah, boop, there yeah. it is. The, where's your a, ID? You can't get a, an antihistamine around here without. You go to Vietnam. Let's say you're having a little anxiety on the old train. Well, they got a pharmacy on the train. You walk down there. You point to the Valium. I want that one. Thank you so much. Tip of the hat. I'll be on my way, right? Nice. Mommy's little helper. So I believe that's going to be happening in the future. All right. Well, that was a fun show, everybody. Andrew, A-plus with the Tuesday joke. That's what I need from you, my friend. Nate Connors, best-looking guy in Cairo Radio. Look at that that chiseled jawline. (laughs) Laura, A-plus to you as well. Spike O'Neill, I'm going to give you a solid C today, my friend. Solid C. Thanks, brother. Solid C. All right, cool. Good jokes, good vibes all around. Appreciate it. And I had a good take when you didn't surprise you. That's why you get it, because you had a great take, my friend. I'll work hard for you, my friend. (laughs) I will. Coming up next will be John and Sherry. Here's your quote of the day. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? To the elevator with this one. And he's like, no, 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 let me explain. The elevator, I think there's just a shoot. Going down. Right, or it could be a slip and slide, maybe. Yeah. Like a Chuck E. Cheese slide.